Come on. You watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then, if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. 800-450-1452. 800-450-1452. That's 800-450-1452. Yo, Joe, let's kick it on the one, Black, and we don't stop. Making records of people of code, checking and respect standing because it rocks. The sales won't stop. Those of the doctor, 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 doctor. And I'm the diggy diggy doc, y'all. Pumping it, yes, y'all. DLC on the set, so we kicking fresh. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, July the 27th. I'm Donald Ware. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Over the last couple of days, of course, we opened up the podcast with South Carolina State head football coach Buddy Pugh as, of course, South Carolina State, the HBCU national champions. We're going to switch gears a little bit because I want to – I have a gentleman, as you can – if you're watching this, you can see him for those that are listening uh, on the line, as a matter of fact. He's one of the great promoters uh, in the country. You talk about the, the, the State Fair Classic. Okay, he's promoted that game for many, many years. He is also promoting, of course, the game on September 4th in Canton, Ohio, the Pro Football Hall of Fame game between Winston-Salem State and Central State, which, of course, can also be seen on NFL Network. And a big-time doubleheader high school game. Like, you don't hear about this. And he's out of Dallas, Texas. You know, high school football is huge in Texas. Saturday, September 3rd, it's Duncanville in Texas taking on Jones of Orlando. That's the 3 o'clock game. And then the 7 o'clock game is DeSoto taking on St. Francis out of D.C. So he's got the national competition or some national programs coming to Texas. He's the one and only Al Wash, CEO and founder, of course, of ALW Entertainment, who joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. What's going on, Mr. Wash? All right. How you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I, you know, we we've been doing you and I, and I, and I, I got to say thank you because, you know, I, the our program was was a fledgling program, meaning in its infancy, going back to 2008. I reached out to you for your classic and say, hey, we'd like to come in and broadcast. And you you didn't have to do that. You've been doing this for quite some time, and and you and and we even though we had some stations, you said, hey, let's do it. And we've been rocking and rolling ever since. So I got to say thank you, uh, thank you for that. Well, I got to say thank you for for doing what you do for HBCUs because it's definitely needed across the country and we need more people to support the HBCUs and, and programs like yours in order for corporate America to come in and realize this is where they should be spending their money. No question. Let, let me start. We're going to talk about a number of different things. I want to start with the, the State Fair Classic. Uh, between Grambling and Prairie View A&M. You mentioned 
you know, before this that, I mean, the, the game had been going on for so long in terms of the State Fair Classic in of itself. I saw uh, an interview where – now, this this Classic uh, first started in Dallas, though, what, back in the day, Wiley was in it and some other schools, correct? Correct. It was Wiley, and it started out with uh, – really, it started with Langston and Wiley. And then it switched over to years later, Prairie View came in and – and then Gremlin came in with Prairie View, and and it was it's been all history since then. But the game was promoted by a different company out of uh, Houston, uh, and and they were in a lawsuit with Gremlin and Prairie View. They wanted out of the contract with these uh, uh, with this company, which was Pace Management at the time, and they wanted out of the contract. So the settlement of that contract in court was that they had to promote five games free for the HBCU because whatever they was doing was wrong. And of course, we always know that. And they didn't want to spend no time and money. So they hired me to come in and promote the game. And my numbers was better than their numbers. And at that time, Prairie View and Grambling got together and said, look, we're not promoters, you know, but we see what you just did, increased attendance. Coach Rob said, you need to keep putting these butts in these seats, son. <laughs> hey, man, that's great. You got to work with, with, of course, the legendary Eddie Robinson. But you were able to put yourself in this kind of position. I think we, we, we got to talk. I know you wanna, we want to talk about the games, no question. We got to talk about you a little bit here because you were able to put yourself in that position by having been a promoter many years before even doing football classics. Oh, yes. I started out years ago. And when I first started, I wanted to do an act by the name of Al Giroux. And they asked me, the booking agents, to say, have you ever promoted a show before? I said, no. And they said, well, why don't you go do a club, something in the club, and come back to us? And I said, this is not going to work like this. And I went and got a guy in Dallas by the name of Johnny Taylor. Cheaper to keep a disco lady. And I told, I told Johnny, Johnny, I want to do one of your shows. He said, son, I do my own show. He said, man, I can do it better. And he gave me that opportunity. Me and another friend of mine, we had the opportunity to promote the show. And we put so many people in there. People on the inside called the fire marshal on us and told us, we can't find no seats. <laughs> <laughs> and we end up doing, we end up doing all blues shows from Johnny Taylor, Millie Jackson, B.B. King, Bobby Blue Bland, Lil Milton, and everybody started calling us the Blues Brothers because that was the only thing that they would sell us is blues. And we could go straight to the Blues Act and book them. But as time changed, and rap came along, they didn't know what they had with rap. So we started promoting a little rap, and then plays came along, comedy came along, and we just started doing things that was new that they didn't know nothing. Booking agency didn't know how it was gonna work. They just knew that they had something, and I started buying it, and one thing led to another. So I think one year, I did over 400 shows in one year. I was at home one weekend, I was single at that time, though. <laughs> I was at home one weekend that whole year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're still doing your thing and you're doing it strong. 
How did you get in? I mean, you, you did talk about how you got involved, of, of course, in the State Fair Classic. You, you know, it's grown so much. I think, you know, one year, you know, it's one of the, the highest attended classics um, in all of the country. But speak to how you were able to really build it. Because, I mean, when you're talking about the 60s and you're talking about Prairie View A&M football, you're talking about something. When you're talking about the 90s in Prairie View A&M football, that's a whole, that was a whole different thing because Prairie View A&M wasn't very good. Of course, it's come back. But how were you able to really promote that game, especially with a Prairie View A&M, who at one time it lost like 77 straight games? And I, was, and I promoted every one of them. And, <laughs> and I promoted every year we had, and it was like 80-some game losing streak, the longest losing streak. But, but the approach that I took on this is that I didn't market it as a football game. I marketed it as an event, you know. It's the difference between a football game than an event. And, and when we've had it on the radio and the promotion, talking about the band, you know, the Black Foxes, you know, uh, the, the world-famous uh, Grambling State Marching Band, and, you know, they coming in here, and we had parades and things. And, I mean, it just built up, and then it became – we were in and out of the fair for so many years, and the fair came to me and said, you know, would you like to be in the fair every year? Because Texas OU was in the fair every year. So I looked at the numbers, and my numbers was greater during the fair time than out of the fair. So I said, yeah, i like to be in the fair. And they added a week on to the fair, and they put it at the beginning of the fair so I could be in the fair every year. And it was history. You know, I've done as many as 64,000 people for the game, but we always promote it as an event. Now it's really a truly an event because now Prairie View has gotten more competitive and they've beaten Gramlin in the last four years in the row straight. That is the voice of Al Wash. He is the CEO founder of ALW Entertainment as he joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Let's stick with the State Fair Classic course it's taking place october 1st it's going to be at the cotton bowl uh october right. 1st in dallas right around the state fair classic grambling and prairie view a m uh certainly going to get together um you know i, I saw some i didn't know this about you that you you didn't go in it, it you didn't go to an hbcu which is which is fine uh, but you saw the opportunity to be able to promote grambling and prairie view a m Speak to that and really how you've seen HBCU landscape change in the years that you've been doing this. Well, it's not so much as the landscape. And I know I didn't go to HBCU school, but I'm black. And and I know everything about being black. I feel like (laughs) been black, been black a long time. (laughs) And I say, if I can promote something, I can put our people in a place where other people can't put them. And, and that's what I do today. I take on events and I market them and, and still use that term events. And even with the Grambling and Prairie View game, you know, I mean, we have the fair. You know, this year we have uh, Ashante. You know, we have, uh, this, is the, this is not a little county fair, man. This is the world's largest fair in the country. So you can go to the fair every day for a week and never see everything, you know? So you got car shows, you got livestock, you got, you know, 
concerts, you got games, you got all kind of food. You know, they 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 take pride in that fried, they fry up everything. You leave out there with your arteries clogged up. Fried beer, fried ice cream, fried donuts, fried everything, you know. But uh you take you take pride in it and uh it's something that uh that we took pride in by having the legendary Eddie Robinson and and we even uh he he beat Brian record in the Cotton Bowl that year, you know. So he surpassed Bear Bryant as the winningest coach, even though it took him a while to recognize that. They didn't want to recognize it, but and we was on the front page of Sports Illustrated. First time a, a black coach has ever been on the front page of Sports uh, Sports Illustrated at that time, you know. Yeah. So we didn't came a long ways, you know. No, no question about it. Speak to the being in the community. You're really like you're really involved. That's the thing. Like you're really involved in the community right there uh, in Dallas. You you promote concerts. You promoted them all over the country. Uh, and but you're you're really involved in the community the community there in Dallas. That's true, and uh, and and it's a funny thing. I do more things outside the community than I do in the community. This game is the. Uh, number one black event in the state of Texas. Nobody put as many people under one roof as we do on the Grambling and Prairie View game. So we kind of take pride. The city came in and, and embraced us and, and said, hey, we gonna support you financially. You know, uh, the state fair support us financially. You know, we have other people, you know, we have from Crooked Wireless, uh, Chevy and you know, uh, the sports commission and, you know, they recognize that this game is just as big as Texas OU, even though Texas OU does 94,000 people. And, you know, we'll, we'll still average somewhere in the neighborhood about 50,000 people for our game. And we has done as many one year when the stadium only held 72,000 people, we did 64,000. Where everybody said, oh, he done sold out the stadium. You know, but now they didn't enlarge the stadium to 94,000. <laughs> we do 50,000. We still look half empty, <laughs> but we still have a lot of people and a lot of, and the, and the thing about it, we pull up our reports to see where people are buying tickets from. It's amazing to me, like in uh, one city in particular, uh, Minneapolis. We sold 90 some tickets in Minneapolis. You know, Alaska. You know, we sold 40 tickets in Alaska. You know, Des Moines, Iowa. You know, we said, well, where are these people? Are they alumni from the school? You know, and, and sometimes when you see that one ticket in one city, you say, boy, that's got to be a lonely man right there. <laughs> Coming there by one ticket, come this far for a game. <laughs> <laughs> that is Al Wash, who's the president and CEO of ALW Entertainment, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Let's transition a little bit because so this has enabled you. We're going to talk about your doubleheader high school game, which I think is going to be absolutely big time and phenomenal. The other thing is you're, you're doing some stuff with the National Football League now in terms of promoting that Pro Football Hall of Fame game on Sunday, September 4th. So the next day. The ne well, not the next day after your high school game, but the, but Sunday, September 4th, Winston-Salem State, Central State, 
in Canton, Ohio, you know, speak to that. And again, I mean, you have the blueprint. So people are going to come and seek you for your expertise because you've had a lot of success uh, in throughout the course of your career. Well, that, that particular game, I have to take my hat off to Doug Williams and Shaq Harris, who is the, uh, uh, the founders of the uh, HBCU Hall of Fame. And they had been looking for a home. You know, it had been, they said it was in uh, Atlanta, but you know, they really didn't have a building. So I, uh, the Hall of Fame people went to Atlanta and they said, hey, we want you to come to the Hall of Fame and make your home there. And then they, Doug Williams said, we need a classic football game here. And they said, we got the person that can promote it, and which is Al Wash. And they came to Dallas, visited me doing the uh, classic game here, and they saw what, how I ran the game and the number of people. They looked up the history of the game, you know. And, and like people say, you know, I kept this game a secret and I said, not really a secret. I kept it off of TV for a long time because I said, I didn't want people to know that why and how we could put that many people in a stadium and a team hadn't won a game in eight years. You know, I mean, and they said, how do you do it? You know, and it goes back to what I've learned in, in the 101 promoting marketing in the community and get the community behind you, the churches behind you. And, and we got a great community here in Dallas. So, and we've had other games try to come in here and play and they just didn't work, you know? So, so we, we you know, they support the game very well. Grambling is in Louisiana. Prairie View is here in Texas. They both have great traditions. They both have a lot of alumni here in Dallas. They both have great bands, and both of them are great institutions. So, you know, it's it, it works here for us. Then, of course, in that game, we're talking about Winston-Salem Central State is the Pro Football Hall of Fame game Sunday, September 4th in Canton, Ohio. But the day before that, like, and, and you know, let, let no, before I even transition to that, I got to ask you about this. I love the motto, which it's, it, I mean, it's, it, it's what it is, but I want to get your thoughts on it. The show must go on. Ever since I've known you, that is your motto. The show must go on. Talk about, I mean, it, what does that mean to you? Why did you, why did you come up with that? Well, you know, we've, we've had some opportunities that we have, you know, even with the COVID, you know, we, 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 we played the game and it played in the spring. You know, we had a high school game and uh, uh, it stormed so bad. And I'm saying, fellas, how are we going to work this out, you know? And the coaches said, man, we're going to play the game. Man. We Just let the lightning stop, you know? And we started about two hours late, played the game, and we was late getting out of there. And, you know, we lost a lot of money, but, you know, we just kept going with it. And that's that's been our thing to where I very seldom would counsel anything, R&B, comedy. I can't even remember the last time we canceled a show. You know, if people pay a ticket for an event, they should get that event. And, and and people, promoters should be loyal enough to, you know, don't cancel a show because you're going to lose money. You're always going to lose money in this business. It's an up and down business, you know. Uh, and that's why I play the volume game. If I do 150 shows in a year, I'm going to lose on 50 of them. 
That's part of business. You don't make money uh, year-round on every event or everything that you do, you know? And and I, 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 we're in a three-year contract with the Hall of Fame. This is our third year of the three-year contract, which they already saying, find the game for next year. Find it. We're ready to roll. You know, and and they have lost money the past two years. We had Grambling and and uh, uh, Tennessee State last year. The year before that, we had Alabama A and M and uh, uh, Alabama A and M and Morehouse. The year before that, and one year we had to pull the game because of COVID. But COVID stopped us, you know, so we just couldn't have it that year. But uh, other than that, you know, we play our games and. And dealing with the high school game the year before, Duncanville, if you don't know, is probably the winningest program, one of the winningest programs in the country. And the head football coach, Coach Sample, he is the, he's a black coach, and he has won more high school football game than any black man in the state of Texas. Wow. So, and that's what people don't realize. And, and uh, I mean, they sign somewhere in the neighborhood 15 to 20 D1 ball players every single year, you know, every year. So uh, DeSoto is, is it's a rivalry school, right? It borders Duncanville. And they had a game already set with the Washington, D.C. game, St. Francis. And all four of these coaches are black. Not that I play all black coaches, but last year we did – Duncanville played modern day, which modern day was ranked number one in the country. And Duncanville, we was ranked probably by number eight in the nation. And uh, but modern day was truly number one. <laughs> <laughs> they came in here and they showed us they was number one. But, you know, Duncanville has a great program. Like I said, they put a lot of ball players in B1 schools all over the country and uh, they do a good job. And, and even the uh, DeSoto coach, they they wide receiver, he just signed with the University of Texas when the other uh, the kid that signed with the quarterback signed with the University of Texas. Yeah, yeah, Manning, Jimbo you know? Manning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So when he signed the quarterback, and he is fast as lightning. Mm. So they're in the district together, and uh, Duncanville, some kind of way he can pull it out. But he said this year. He's not going to beat him. He's, he said he's ready. He's loaded for bad this year. DeSoto. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, Mr. Wash. And, and, of course, you're talking about your doubleheader Saturday, September 3rd, Duncanville taking on Jones of Orlando at 3 o'clock and then 7 o'clock, DeSoto and St. Francis of D.C. What are, what, are the, what are the differences between promoting this high school game opposed to promoting State Fair Classic or college games? I, I, I don't really see a difference, but you have to research it and you got to pull out what you think people want to hear about. People want to hear about high scoring. They want to hear about offense. They want to hear about who's the baddest defensive player on the team. And, and, and these kids live up to it. You know, they, uh, they, they, they all go D ones. So they live up to their, uh, the reputation, and if you market it right, and you have the right marketing tools with it, it's it's really not no different. And then you, I think, thing that helped me 
Because I'm in a I'm in Texas. This is football country. You know, Dallas is football country. So and and this is the first year that we're taking a game to to Fort Worth. We call it the I-20 Classic, the double hitter. And it's right there uh, between Dallas and Fort Worth and uh, right outside of Fort Worth there. And and I think it's going to be a great game with even the team out of D.C. They was ranked number four in the country at the beginning of the season last year. So, um, and they have a great ball club. So, so I, I don't, I don't think it's no difference, you know, at least I don't look at it as being any different. I promote them all high profile. I do marketing. I spend money. Yeah. Think about high school games. They only promote the week before the game because they got a game every week, you know, well with me, I'm already marketing the game. We've already selling tickets. You know, I mean, I mean, we're gonna have a, a great attended game that that week. You know, man, it sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, also, last thought: what's your what's the favorite? Whether it's a been a concert, a game, uh, what's your been your favorite promotion or the one that? you know, g- gave you the most joy, if you will? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it always is something in, in, in the era of what you're promoting. When it comes, I do a lot of gospel. And when I look at gospel, Kirk Franklin, you know, I did, I did about 10 shows before I even saw this guy on stage. And my staff kept saying, Al, you got to come see him, you know? He got French cuffs. It was unheard of for a gospel artist. He danced on stage like Michael Jackson. I said, fellas, I don't need seeing. Just keep doing what y'all doing, and let's keep promoting it, and let's keep making money. So eventually I went on and saw the show, and Kirk lived in Fort Worth at that time. And and he said, Al, you in Fort Worth, uh, Dallas, and I'm in Fort Worth. Why we can't get together and, and treat gospel like you treat the secular tours when you go out on the road. I said, we can. And we got together and he said, well, I gamble with you, you know? And I said, what does that mean, Kurt? He said, hey, just pay me $5,000 a week. I like to shop, I like clothes. He was a single man and I was single too now. <laughs> so I said, hmm, okay, I like that gamble. You know, I paid his, his band, Hotel, travel, and everything. And then after the end of that tour, I think I paid Kirk like $1.3 million. That's unheard of 20 years ago. Wow. You know, I mean, we could have we could have done anything, you know, and, and, and we didn't. We did the right thing by him, and he made a lot of money. I made money. You know, so I like gospel. I like classic football game because I worked with – People like Fred Jones in, in Memphis, yeah, you know, even when he had problems, he called me. He said, Big Papa, what can I do to get this game over the hump? I said, you really want to get it over the hump? I said, bring in Gramlin. Because he was having problems just like he is today with, with Tennessee State and uh, Jackson State. He said, really, you think I can get Gramlin? I said, I can bring Coach Rob in there. He did it. It was off the chain after that, you know. <laughs> so I like, you know, 
and I like dealing with people like Eddie Robinson and Doug Williams and Shaq Harry. These are legend people. These are people that go down in the history books, you know. I mean, so I, I like dealing with things of that nature. And then when it comes to, you know, even like comedy, the first theater Steve Harvey ever stepped on was for me. I did a show with Steve Harvey, and he had a little club here, and he was just playing club shows. I said, Steve, let's take a stab and take you to the convention center theater. He said, man, all right, let's try it. We did five shows at the convention center. And in, 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 in three days, we did five shows. And it was it was crazy, man. We, You know, well, we was young. We didn't know. And I brought him out the floor and let the pit come up. I had a fog machine. We didn't even know how to cut the fog machine <laughs> off. We couldn't even see him come out the pit. <laughs> it was so much fog. But we had a great time. And we sold out five shows. So, you know, those are some of the times. And, and even like uh, Millie Jackson. You know, everybody said, Millie Jackson? We did a play called Young Man, Older Woman. Young Man, Older Woman. And she she came up with the name of an album, and she was just doing the play to help sell the music. Turned out the play was bigger than the record. <laughs> and we stayed on the road with that show for two and a half years. Wow. Two and a half years. Wow. Billy Jackson. Billy Jackson and Ronaldo Ray. That was it. Oh, man. That's big. Yeah. That is big time right there. <laughs> well, of course, uh, he is a legendary uh, promoter CEO. He is Al Wash. And again, he's got three events. So Saturday, September 3rd, it is the I-20 Classic in Fort Worth. It's a doubleheader. Duncanville of Texas taking on Jones of Orlando. The 7 o'clock game is DeSoto and St. Francis of D.C. You have, of course, the State Fair Classic, which he's been promoting for many, many years, Saturday, October 1st at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, part of the Texas State Fair between Grambling and Prairie View A&M. And on September the 4th, he's got the Winston-Salem State Central State game. That is the Pro Football Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio's promoting all of those. Where can, we, where can uh, people get more information on your, on your website? ALW Entertainment, ALW Entertainment. You can go to www.alwentertainment and you can find all our events. We do a jazz series and we, we do a lot of different shows all over the country. So, uh, you know, right now we were just talking about Dave Carr. So we're trying to bring him back. We usually bring him every year and the COVID kind of knocked us off track. So we're trying to get that back on track, which we will next year. Absolutely. Al Wash, president, founder, CEO of ALW Entertainment, joining us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Mr. Wash, been an absolute pleasure and uh, continued success in all you do. Well, thank you. Thank you. And you do the same. That'll wrap it up for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Thank you for watching or listening. Don't forget to tell a friend about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast where you can find us on the Box to Row YouTube page. You can also find us at BoxToRow.com, iHeartMedia.com, and wherever you get your podcasts. Talk with you tomorrow.